أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن لا إله إلا الله أشهد أن محمد رسول الله أشهد أن محمد رسول Bismillahirrahmanirrahim Alhamdulillahi wahdah Wassalatu wassalamu ala man la nabiyya ba'dah 
على من لا نبي بعده ولا كتاب بعد كتابه ولا شريعة بعد شريعته ولا أمة بعد أمته أما بعد فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم يا أيها الذين آمنوا أطيعوا الله وأطيعوا الرسول وأولي الأمر منكم وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يكون هواه تبعا لما جئت به أو كما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم يا رب صلي وسلم دائما أبد على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله مسرسبت دون رب العلماء الكرام تفاصف بكران برد زنالز السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته in a time when we are blessed with round-the-clock news, rather we are being bombarded every hour, the top of every hour, with negative news to the extent that we have become desensitized to killings, bombings, raping, insensitive, unjust atrocities. For this being part of any headline is part of the news. We are going to be reading it. But the deen of Islam gives us every rays of hope. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said that لِكُلِّ دَائِنْ دَوَى For every sickness there is a cure. Which means for every problem there is a solution. And if we have to study only the seerah of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it's sufficient to give hope, strength, courage to every ummati of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Thirteen long years. Imagine we counting the days, 90 and 92 days of bombardment and the bombing and the genocide that's taking place in Gaza. Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, 13 long years of atrocities against himself and Sahaba radiallahu anhu. 13 long years. And that too when Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wanted some space, some freedom, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala guides Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and says, Oh my Habib sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the command will come, not yet the time. When the time is right, then we will make this hijrah. And when the tides do change, then it will be a total change. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept the entire system, if you look into the Qur'an, over 750 times in the Qur'an, the words tafakkur, tadhakkur, and tadabbur are found in the Qur'an. 750 times. Which means, reflection, ponder, take lesson. So, the entire life of Rasulullah is lesson for us. Our day-to-day -day activities are lessons for us. A simple creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the sun. Isn't that a lesson for every one of us? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala announced many many years ago, centuries ago, that this is the vicissitudes of time. This is going to be the change of tides. We generally in English they say that every dog has his day. Every cloud has a silver lining. Those that had risen, 
Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala also brought them down. Meaning, if you look at sunrise, then it is cool, it intensifies. At istiwa ushams, the middle of the day, that's the intensity of the heat. It would last a little later, but towards sunset, then it's cool again. And then it's a different day. So similar will be the tyranny of all of these regimes and leaders that there will come the time that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will take them to sunset. Insha'Allah. But we have to be making efforts in the right direction. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam had seen the atrocities being meted out to Sahaba radiallahu He had seen all of this. Khabbab radiallahu anhu Imagine one day Umar radiallahu looked at his back and Umar radiallahu is in tears, reduced to tears. He can't believe himself. He says, Khabbab, this is your back. He just saw his back of Khabbab radiallahu who that person when he was a slave in Makkah Mukarramah placed on burning coal and amber. The only thing to extinguish it was the fat of his back. So he's looking at his back and he's thinking, Oh Khabab, were you persecuted more or Bilal radiallahu anhu? Was it you? Was it Bilal? Who was it? He says, look at this back, how it's scarred, how it's charred. There's nothing left on this back. And the same Sahabi radiallahu anhum, he comes to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and he says, Ala tastansiru lana, ala tadu'allaha lana. Ya Rasulullah make dua for us. We in difficulties, down days. We really need to pick ourselves up. Make dua, you mustajab with da'wa. Duas are accepted. Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam picks up the spirit of Sahaba radiallahu by telling them that the people before you went through worse than this. Be patient when Allah's help will come. Then there is no end to that help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But how do we draw that help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? With a'mal, by turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now when we look, it sometimes may feel the defeat. If any person feels as a Muslim, if we feel that this is the defeat of Islam and the Muslims, na'udhu billah. قُلْ لَيْ يُصِيبَنَا إِلَّا مَا كَتَبَ اللَّهُ لَنَا قُلْ هَلْ تَرَبَّصُونَ بِنَا إِلَّا إِحْدَ الْحُسْنَيَيْنِ Our Ustad used to explain, he said, Dono hat me laddu hai. We gain both ways. If we win the war, it's a victory. And if we are blessed with martyrdom, that's also victory. وَلَا تَحْسَبَنَّ الَّذِينَ قُتِلُوا فِي سَبِيرِ اللَّهِ أَمْوَاتًا So the victory of this war is not with ammunition. The victory of the war is the fact that they are so resilient that it's unbelievable to the extent that the hashtag that is really flying now is Quran Book Club. At the moment, two million subscribers, non-Muslims, picking up the Quran to say they're holding it and touching it for the first time. So you ask the non-Muslim, why are you holding the Qur'an? He says, I needed to study where did the resilience of these people come from. I need to know, how, how are they so strong in the face of all adversities and difficulties? What gives them that strength and that courage? 
And so many people after reading one of our class friends in America, he said, he said, Mulana, if not every day, for sure every second day, person walks in the, into the masjid that we have to take the shahada. And he's becoming a Muslim. Now this is one area where one of our class artists and our friends may be. And all the other cities, we don't, we don't even know the report back of those places. So these are not the dark days. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is actually, like in the time of Sahaba radiallahu watering the gardens of Islam with the blood of the shuhada. So the, the flowers that are blooming will be around the world. And if there's something that's really loved by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is the blood of the shaheed. Allah loves the blood of the shuhada. So they have been blessed. It's not a defeat. They haven't lost. Every believer, every single believer, deep down, he's crying to Allah, Ya Allah, grant me also martyrdom. Ya Allah, bless me with shahada. If that's going to be the daraja, the virtue, the excellence of a shaheed and a martyr, bless me with it also. We all are making dua. Nabi Kareem sallallahu says that that person who does not have the intention of shahada in his heart, then he would die a death of nifaq and hypocrisy. So what is shahada? Shahada does it mean the battlefield? No. Even when we battle our nafs, that's also shahada. If a person has to be battling the tides of fitna in, in South Africa, that is also a battle. Person passes away in, a, in an epidemic. Person who passes away in a car accident. So whichever way, but we may, need to be making dua to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ya Allah, as you are blessing so many people presently with shahada, ya Allah, put my name also in that list of martyrs. That my name must also come. That I am ready to give my blood for the rise of the deen of Islam, inshallah. But this entire, whatever we see, the resilience, and so many people, young boys, especially now, all want to start speaking like Abu Ubaidah, and speak about how much of Alhamdulillah good news does come from the spokesperson of Hamas. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant him full victory for the protection of Masjid al-Aqsa inshallah. That Masjid al-Aqsa comes back into the control of the Muslims. That's the, really the saddest part of it all. That that Masjid which is the third holiest in, the, in Islam and to every Muslim. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take all of us inshallah to Masjid al-Aqsa. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi has mentioned, hadith appears in Abu Dawood Sharif, that that person who dons his ihram from Masjid al-Aqsa and goes for Umrah or Hajj, غُفِرَ لَهُ مَا تَقَدَّمَ مِنْ ذَنْبِهِ وَمَا تَأَخَرَ All his sins are forgiven. In another narration, وَجَبَتْ لَهُ الْجَنَّةِ A guaranteed entry into Jannah for such a person. Allah give all of us tawfiq inshaAllah. That we are able to don our ihram from Masjid al-Aqsa and go for Umrah or for Hajj inshaAllah. But if we look into the, whatever is played now, their resilience, whatever we are hearing, then this has started many years ago. It was approximately in 2007 that the At-Taysir Foundation launched the Ridwan project. 2007. From the initial steps. What was Al-Taysir and Ridwan all about this Ridwan found, uh, what was it? It was 
encouraging people to become hufad of the Quran. Then the initiative was any person who becomes hafidul Quran, if you are in jail, every five paras you become hafiz, you by heart, every five, we decrease your sentence by one year. When you completed a hafidul Quran, your tarbiyat has been made, now you're free. And if you're a free man and you become hafidul Quran, if you're a free person, you become hafidul Quran, then your wedding, your nikah is all paid for from the side of the government. Everything is paid for. So approximately 10 years ago, 13,000 youngsters became hafiz in approximately just the summer vacation. Just the summer vacation. Going into different masajid, madaris. Then they had a jalsa for 13,000 people. So is it only marching? Is it only slogans? Whoever is doing it, alhamdulillah, at least the voice is, is being there, someone is standing for us, and we have to be thankful to our government also, the South African government, we've got freedom of religion, and imagine they will fight our cause in the international courts. Allah make them successful inshallah. But is that really the success? No. The success will be when every one of us really turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and become better Muslims. That is the objective. You know when you make dua and you say, Oh my Allah, Oh my Allah, this certain example, a youngster, my son, Yalla make him a hafidul Quran. What does it entail? It's a whole process. Yalla give him the love of Quran. He must be able to wake up for Fajr Salah because he has to take his sabak. He must be ready to sacrifice his sport because he wants to become a Hafizul Quran Jayid. But we'll say Pakka Hafiz. He wants to know his work. It's a process. It's not a press of a button and tomorrow he becomes a Hafizul Quran. He doesn't hold a Quran and he becomes Hafizul Quran. It's a journey. Meaning it's a lifelong journey that you retain the Quran Sharif. So when we make in Dua Allah, make my son a Hafiz, it's a process. When you make dua, ya Allah, my daughter, grant her a successful nikah and spouse, does it mean a rich boy who can pay all the expenses? No. What about the emotional side, the maintenance, the taking care of the girl? Is it only just giving her an unlimited card or she can swipe and buy anything? What about taking care of her feelings? So you're looking for that spouse, it's a process, it's a... It encompasses a few aspects. And similar when we make dua for the success of any Muslim army, any Muslim army, if we make dua, then there is one key element that's important in the success of that army. And that key component and element is that of ita'ah. Total obedience to the leader. If you submit yourself when the, whatever the leader says, then that unit, that army, that battalion, cavalry, whichever it may be, now they will be successful. When they are totally in obedience to the commandment of that leader, whatever he says, we will listen to it. Look at in the battle of Uhud. Battle of Uhud, Nabi Kareem sallallahu when we always go to Medina Taqiba, then they show us the battle of Uhud, the battlefield, Jabal al-Rumat, 
when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam appointed some archers and he said, listen, this is the point you will fight from. Whatever be the situation, don't ever come down. At the end of the battle, Sahaba radiallahu anhum were uh, in, 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 good, in a good footing, we would say. It wasn't the end of the war. They felt the kufara running, that we can leave our position. And the other Sahaba radiallahu anhum said, no, but Nabi sallallahu said, whatever it may be, we're not allowed to leave this position. And just a few Sahaba radiallahu anhum going against the command of Nabi sallallahu alayhi meaning in error of judgment, led to an apparent setback of Sahaba, that there was loss of blood and life. And imagine every other sunnah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi If we're looking for success, it's not an army, it's not a country. We're looking for success, the triumphant, of the entire ummah of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And that ita'at has to come to us from the top right to the bottom. Meaning ita'at to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ita'at to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And ita'at in every level of our lives. Let us forget about the political climate that we find ourselves in. And say, but Mulana, how come those Muslim brothers can't stand up for, for, for such a small country? Why can't they stand up? Ask ourselves, let's not go into a country as Durban citizens. Can we all stand up under one voice? Under one banner? Under one person? How fragmented are we when we want to talk about other countries? Let's get our families in act. Is there one elder that will come? And you see, brothers, when it comes to this matter of inheritance, listen, Molana so and so will come adjudicate. Allah Raswal Ain Saran Kupar, we're gonna accept it. Will we say that? Or we'll all go shopping around to see who best can suit my decision. Or we will listen to that one head and authority and figure in that family. Is there one person? Let's take all our structures. We fragmented to pieces. Take it in every sector of society. So what we need to start doing? Building our bridges, joining ties as musallis, as families, as uh, in whatever sense it may be. How often isn't it a person says, Mulana, so and so, you know, this is the dealing that I had with him. I never expected him to do me down. I couldn't, well, that Muslim brother did me down. He did me down. Now you come to the masjid, you see him, you just disorientated, can't concentrate in your salah. He goes right wing, you go left wing, and you can't pay attention in the salah. So what's required? Every one of us to be in obedience to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All that unda danda, that wrong business we are doing, practices, doing people down, we need to abolish all of that. Whatever is, if you have an alim to give you a fatwa, no problem. Anything in which there is difference of opinion, at least you're following an alim. But those things that are outright haram, abolish in our lives. There is no life policy. There is no insurance in our cars. Where is that? Insurance on our homes. We have to get the haram elements out, the interests out of our businesses. How long we gonna be continue on the back of the of the bank? For how long more? Then we making dua. The dua is not accepted. 
So the itaat is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And from day when that comes into us, if you look, King Faisal, we're not talking about the personality, but who was responsible for his assassination? The person who told the world, we're ready to go back and live in the deserts, but whatever it takes, I will not align myself with the enemies of Islam. When he said that, then who assassinated him? His own cousin. Why there wasn't unity in that family? So if we're not going to be united, if we're not going to be putting our pieces together, we can't stand against the enemy. We all have to unite. How do we unite? When we are all in obedience to Allah and His Rasul Wasallam. Look at the aspect we come for salah. Total obedience to the Imam. Nabi Karim Wasallam says, no person is allowed to do any posture ahead of the Imam. The, the punishment, Nabi Wasallam says, Allah will transform such a person to an animal, to that of a donkey and a swine. Back in the days, there was a teacher. He was teaching a hadith. He was a lecturer of notes. But little bit, we'll say, musty came in him. He says, let me just test this hadith. Will Allah change me into an animal or not? Mullah Ali Qari Rahimullah, a commentator of a hadith, well known in the academic, Islamic knowledge in that world, Mullah Ali Qari Rahimullah, he notes this incident. He says, this teacher put it to the test. He came to Salah and every posture he went in front of the Imam. Every posture. He woke up the next morning, he was transformed. But he's still a human, he's still a lecturer of hadith. He's going in the dars, covers his entire face. No one can see his face. First day, students thought maybe Hazrat is sick. Second day, Sheikh maybe not well. Third day, got the better of them. Sheikh, what's happening? Unusual, so hot, covering your face. Is there something we need to be concerned and worried about? What has happened? Can we help? So he doesn't say anything. The students insist. They say, Ustadji, you go nowhere. Open and tell us what happened. So he opened up the face. He showed it to a few students. He covered himself and he says, teach everyone total obedience to the ahadith of Nabi Wasallam." I only put one hadith to the test and see what has Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala done to me. Disfigured, transformed now into a face of that of an animal. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Grant victory to the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Let, let this be a time where we start making resolutions to become better servants of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala insha'Allah. Love from Quran Sharif. I mean, how often isn't it that we're hearing of people in a refugee camp, what's their solace? Quran Sharif. No electricity, no water, yet they're reading Quran. He says, that's my solace. When I hear a bomb, I open Quran. I say, Quran is the heal of the hearts. That's that healing balm. How often haven't we heard of those people in the hospital, no anesthetic, they recite Quran Sharif to overcome the pain. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us the week. We've got Quran. We're not going through any pain, but at least we can recite Quran, turn to Quran Sharif, love the Quran Sharif, 
and let this be a new year inshallah of total love for Quran Sharif. We on the doorstep of Ramadan. Before you know it, the bayans of Ramadan are going to be starting. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala take us to Ramadan with afiyat. And for the entire ummah, especially the Muslims around the world, especially concentrated in Gaza, that they have a peaceful Ramadan inshallah. They are able to make iftar, suhoor. They don't have masajid, but they're still performing salah. Subhanallah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant each one of us tawfiq wa akhir dawanan. Thank mm-hmm. you.